Welcome to Position to Win with Dr. Philip G. Godot of Calvary Christian Center in Sacramento, California. We're excited that you've joined in for today's episode. Now sit back, relax, and get ready to win. Well, I'm excited about seeing you again and being a part of our um, service here and being able to bring some, maybe some more fresher revelation and understanding concerning the word. So Father, we just thank you for this opportunity to share the word and we thank you for your miracle working power on behalf of all those that are hearing this, that it will bring forth a transformation, a change, a blessing, a help to them in their life as they move forth. We thank you for renewal and transformation uh, and we thank you for encouragement and uplifting them in every aspect of their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. So uh, I, I want you to, uh, and I, I, last time we were together, I was dealing with, and I want to re-sort of get back into it a little bit more, but we've been tilling, dealing with the area of uh, overcoming uh, or the benefits of living an overcoming life, the benefits of living an overcoming life. And I don't know about you, but I am very much interested in living uh, and experiencing the benefits of an overcoming life. In the book of First John, in the book of First John, uh, the fifth chapter, in verse uh, three, verse four and five, and it says, uh, "For whatsoever is born of God, overborn of God, overcometh the world, and this is the victory that overcometh the world, the world system, even our faith." And look at verse five says, "Who is he that overcometh the world?" but he that believeth that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. So you have uh, a major blessing in your life when you understand that you've been born of God, going back up to verse 4. When you've been born of God, that the blessing of God, whosoever is begotten or born of God, uh, overcometh the world, the world system. Now there's a lot of things that are fighting against you. There's a lot of things that are trying to make you want to give up and, and let go and uh, forget, allow the things that, that, that is going on in your life to hold you back. But I say no, and you better say no. We're not going to be giving in to depression and giving in to uh, any areas of anxieties and fears and worries concerning anything that we're dealing with because our faith is in him. And uh, uh, we have to rest our faith in him. Uh, and the Bible said they didn't enter in because they, 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 they allowed their faith to get off track. They didn't stay in, uh, in, on target with him. So uh, I, I, I want to deal with, I've dealt with quite a few different things here. But I want to talk about, I want to try to do this as quick as I can, but, but as thorough as I can. I want to deal with the seven laws of the Believers to overcome in tragedy. Seven laws to, for a believer to overcome tragedy. Now, we all have, have tragedy happen in our life. We all have had some negative things happen in our life. God knows I wish that I wouldn't have any more in Jesus' name. And I'm in agreement that you won't have no more, but that ain't, that ain't reality. As long as you're living here and there's a devil and we're in this hostile world, there's going to be issues and challenges that are going to come against you, but it's how you respond, it's how you act. So I wanted to just uh, hit something real quickly. 
So I got these seven ones that I want to go over. Number one is keeping a proper perspective of life and where you are and what is going on. Uh, that God is still never going to leave you nor forsake you. That he's an ever-present God. That he, he's, uh, he's going to be there as your Jehovah Jireh uh, or your El Shaddai. And you just got to keep a proper perspective. No matter how negative the situation is, the thing that you're going through, God help us. And I'm praying for you right now that in the midst of whatever negative tragedy situation you're going through, that you're going to keep a proper perspective in that area. The last time I talked about a little bit about Genesis, uh, the, uh, the 12th chapter or the 13th chapter, I think it was in Genesis where, and we see that uh, Abraham had left his father security uh, and then started going to where God would show him. Isn't it something that when you start walking and living by faith, trusting God, that all of a sudden you're trying to do everything you can to do what is right, and the enemy throws you a curveball, throws something that you're not expecting, and all of a sudden, now you're in the midst of some kind of tragedy or negative situation, and your proper perspective is what's going to help you to come out of that my, that my God is my deliverer or he'll never leave me or he is my Jehovah Nissi. His banner over me is love and victory and triumph. I'm going to come out of this victorious, not feeling sorry for yourself and, you know, beginning to despair and all that kind of stuff. So we're talking about these seven laws that will help you to deal with uh, overcoming uh, tragedy in your life. And so here... Uh, strife broke out between Abraham and his nephew. He loved his nephew Lot. You, you see uh, in the next chapter where he went to war for him and took all of his soldiers to deliver him because uh, Lot uh, was away from him. And so, but my issue is, is that Abraham kept a proper perspective and then God brought him to uh, and showed him, said, now look at it everywhere you look, everywhere you look. Uh, as far as you can see, uh, if you uh, can have what you see. Now, that has a lot of different points in it. But God was just saying, I'm a big God and I'm bigger. Than don't, don't look at what Lot is looking at or look at the strife that's breaking out. And he let Lot pick what he wanted to. But God was letting, telling Abraham, everything you can see, I can give it to you. God opened our eyes that in the midst of a battle, in the midst of tragedy, in the midst of a negative situation, help us not to get narrow-sighted and allow that being blindsided by that negative situation to hold us hostage and we get so narrow that we think that maybe we can't make it through this, what the judges are saying or what your spouse or your kids or the boss or the economic situation or whatever. Don't get so narrow that you can't see the bigness and the greatness of what God can do and bring you out of your situation. So um, that perspective is a huge thing. And so then I, uh, number two uh, in this area of coming forth and moving your life from a tragedy situation uh, is now is passion. And that word passion is the area of desire. 
Let me go back to number one uh, and uh, perspective. And perspective just means having a vision, uh, having the right mindset or right attitude. Ooh, those are good, huh? A uh, vision, a right mindset, a right attitude. Watch this here. In the midst of your storm, in the midst of something that is negative, something that is trying to distract you, steal your faith, hinder you from being able to move your life forward, something that's trying to put you into a box, keep you from being able to experience God's greater blessing. So perspective deals with vision, mindset, and attitude. All of that being in the proper area. Because why? Because what does vision do? It moves you. It focuses you. It, it, it helps you to hit the target. It, it, it releases a passion. A vision has a whole lot of different things that happen along with that. If I have the right mindset, I can believe that I can still overcome. I believe I can come out of this or maintaining the right attitude uh, in the midst of a negative situation. All right, number two is passion, and that deals with desire. Desire, that any powerful or compelling emotion that you feel uh, as a love or either hate, everything deals with and wraparounds. I'm going to do a whole teaching about the area of emotions here pretty quick. So when you are pursuing something with all your heart, you're going after it, and then all of a sudden the carpet gets snatched out from underneath you. But, you know, passion moves you forward in a big way. I, I like what it says here in the book of Hebrews. I want to go to Hebrews um, 12 and 1. Hebrews 12 and 1. Look what it says in Hebrews 12 and 1. I know we've heard this many a time. It says, we're for sin uh, that we also are compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses. Let us lay aside every weight, every weight, look what it says, every weight and the sin which doeth so easily beset us and let us run with patience the race that is set before us. Wow. I want to read verse two also. In verse two it says, looking unto Jesus, the author and the finisher of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, uh, despising the shame, and is set down at the right hand of the throne of God. Wow. That's Hebrews, Hebrews 12, verse 1 and 2. Uh, and so what the enemy doesn't want you to do is experience God's greater blessings and experience the miracle working power. So we're for seeing that we also are compassed about with such a great cloud of witnesses. Then, so let us lay aside all that worry, that fear, uh, all of the doubt and unbelief. And then let us lay it aside. And then it says, uh, and then let us, and let, then set before him the cross. Just, Jesus had to lay aside everything. He knew what he got to do and he went after it. And therefore, verse 2 says, and then looking unto Jesus. We need to be looking unto the author and the finisher of our faith so that with the joy that is set before him, that he endured the cross, despising the shame. Then now let us also set and let us move forth with a passion to be able to accomplish something even greater. 
So passion moves you, passion drives you. Uh, you know, some people have passion, some people don't. And you can tell when somebody has the passion. What the enemy wants to do in the midst of a, a tragedy, in the midst of your negative situation, is to steal your passion to, to finish that, that assignment, to, uh, to steal that passion to, from being able to go all the way. He wants to make you lose it. You know, I was watching, the, I think it was the Olympics, and the guy, they, they were doing that, I think it was a, a mile or, or two, two and a half, there was a mile run, whatever, and the person fell in the midst of it. And everybody thought that was the end of it, but they didn't. They got back up, took pain and finished. They were hurt, they limped, they had to push themselves, but they finished the race. And there's been many a races that you have heard of, of people who, who had a setback, tripped, hurt, got hurt, but they didn't let it stop them from being able to finish. One time I was watching uh, Wide World of Sports where a lady, she crawled across the line, but she was determined. She hadn't lost her passion. She had lost her energy, her ability to, to function normally, but she was not going to stop until she got to where she had started for, and that was to cross that line. Come on right now. Whatever that line is, whatever that target is, whatever your goal is, whatever your ambition is, whatever your desire is, come on, push it in there and don't let the enemy steal that desire, that desire to, to win in life, to overcome, uh, to be able to be fulfilled. And I'm talking to some people that are married right now. You desire to be married, but you're having a hard time in your marriage uh, and whatever is going on. But don't you give up. Keep using your faith on your spouse. Keep speaking the word, asking God to give you that, uh, that unconditional love that kept you to stand in there to deal with somebody. I mean, sometimes divorce happens, but I'm just telling you, don't be so quick to jump out of it and do everything you can to fight for it. And then if it doesn't work, then you got to move on in Jesus' name. But fight for your children. Fight for that job that you're having difficulties in now, especially in this pandemic. And there, God gave you this business, gave it to you, gave you this desire to be able to do it. But now all these things are circumstances going on. Don't give up on your vision. Don't give up on that desire, that passion to be able to make some things happen. So what the enemy wants you to do is to, to let it go. Uh, in the book of uh, Matthew 5 and 6, I think it is. Matthew 5 and 6. So I've seen so many people who've had some really great, great ideas and some uh, had some real passion. And then all of a sudden... When the enemy started working against them, they started, they lost what God had for them. And look what it says. Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And I'm saying, blessed are you that hold on to your desire to finish the race, to bring that, that, that dream, that, to bring that expectation into reality. I'm agreeing with you. 
Blessed are they which do hunger and thirst after righteousness. I'm going to believe in God for supernatural fulfillment on your behalf in Jesus' name. Say amen. Don't start shouting on me right now. Don't get too excited. Okay? Number three, number three is being able to deal with productivity. Productivity uh, and dealing with that whole aspect of dealing with productivity. Because that's a whole different area uh, of, um, well, let me just use it this way. Let me just do number three as a priority, priority. Let me use the word priority. Then we'll get into productivity. So priority is something that is a priority for me. Um, I was watching a, this, is, I know y'all don't know who this is, but when I was raised up as a kid, they used to have a guy named Dick Van Dyke. Uh, Dick Van Dyke, and they said his priority was every morning to get up before he did anything, he would do 25 push-ups religiously all the time. That was his uh, priority was to do those 25 push-ups. You know, whatever is a priority in your life, uh, another word for priority is, we can use another word, order, to bring order in your life. And, uh, a lot of people don't experience what God has for them because they don't have any order in their life or any priorities in their life. And so order will cause you to be able to move to a new levels in your life, um, in every area of your life, when you make a commitment to priority or order. A lot of people don't like this word order, but order will move you to some new levels you never experienced before. So... When you increase order in your life, watch this here, you will also increase productivity. (laughs) You'll increase some productivity in your life. Can I just agree with you that God is going to bring you some greater uh, productivity because he's going to now align and bring some order in your life. You know, I'm very, I'm very um, committed to this whole aspect of of uh, order. Because so many people are out of order and they want God to bless their out of order. And so you've got to be able to bring some order. And how do you bring order? By bringing some uh, priorities in my life. Like I won't go to bed until I do certain things. See, I never go to bed at night until I already have my clothes ready for in the morning. I'm not going to get up in the morning trying to figure out what I'm going to wear. I already have everything set aside. I know exactly everything that I'm going to do in the morning, what, like what time I'm praying in the morning, what time I'm studying, uh, what time, where my clothes are. Everything I have, I got it all ordered before and know what I'm going to do the next day. I'm not getting up looking for something that's happening. A lot of people lose a lot of time in life because they, they have no priority or order in their life. And I'm not talking about you, am I? If I am, then change in Jesus' name. So uh, that's why the enemy would do everything he can to stop you from being able to have be an orderly person. An orderly person because he doesn't want you to have order in your life because order is going to promote you. Order is going to make you more productive. It's going to greater, bring greater blessings in your life. And so the enemy wars against people 
that don't have uh, a priority in life. So when tragedy comes, when tragedy comes, uh, we're talking about the seven benefits uh, or, or, or principles or laws that will help you in the midst of tragedy. When, you, when tragedy comes and you got order in your life or you got pro- priorities in life, you don't fall apart. You still know what you got to do. Okay, I know God is still first. I still recognize that I still got to get speak the word. I got that priority of speaking the word. I know I gotta I gotta still gotta still stand and uh, fight my way through this. I gotta be careful what I'm watching and listening to and what I'm saying while I'm going through a tragic situation. But I have that priority or that order already in my life. So now I'm not trying to. Now I'm. I learned how to swim while I'm drowning because I'm out there now. I should have, before I got on the water, I should have learned how to swim. And I'm not in a, a, a panic situation trying to grab for something because I got priority, because I got order in my life. Now things can start coming together faster for me. I have people tell me, I can't understand why nothing has happened for me, why this and that. And then I started asking them, what is your priority? What order do you have in your life? What are you doing to be able to make yourself more productive? So Satan, another little point here, Satan uses disorder to, uh, to, to you uh, to minimize your uh, productivity. So Satan will use uh, disorder to be able to to make you lose your momentum towards productivity. See, I, I'm, a, I'm very driven and wanting to try to get someplace and make some things happen. Even in the midst of this whole uh, horrible situation, dealing with the pandemic and the riot and the shutting down and the economy and, and all the stuff that is going on, I, because I've always been a person of order and got this priorities in my life. Listen to me, uh, I'm still producing and still moving forward and I'm not allowing, my momentum has not been waned at all. Therefore, if my momentum is not waned, neither will your productivity be waned. If the enemy can stop your productivity, stop you from being able to move your life forward, you won't experience God's greater blessing that he has in your life. And every one of you that are watching me, you know that God has more in store for you than where you are right now. So I'm agreeing with you for your God's breakthrough power. And I'm agreeing for you that with anything that is out of order in your life, that is hindering your, your priorities that, that, and where there's no priorities at, that God is going to start dealing with you even now to start looking at yourself. Where do I need to have some priorities? Where do I need to start bringing the order of God in my life. And, and I'm praying that this is going to happen for you now that the hand of God is on your life. So Father, I pray for your miracle working power on the behalf of all those that are watching this that, that have lost their momentum, that have lost their priorities of life and now they have no productivity to show for their life because they've allowed themselves to be distracted and, and 
and, and have lost their focus and their vision and, and purpose for why they're here, that, that today you will bring it back. You will cause them to have a new, a new vision and a new mindset and a new attitude. And you will cause them now to, to, be in, to focus more on their priorities and give them a greater passion and a, and a greater spirit of order for every area thing that is out of order in their life. Cause it to be so now. In the name of Jesus. Come on, agree with me right now. Come on, cause it to be so now. Everything that is out, got to get out of order, that is lose, make you lose your momentum, your productivity, from being able to have order in your life, that God is not going to bless you when you are not in alignment and, and doing what is proper and orderly in Jesus' name. I'm going to pick back up on this next week and uh, next time and talk about more about this area on this area being more uh, having priorities and uh, order in our life. I got some more I want to share on this area. I can't get it all in today. Uh, so, but I'm praying that I gave you enough to help you to move forward. Listen to me. If you're not accepted Christ in your life, open a door to your heart and invite him into your life. Jesus says, I come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. I can tell you the greatest thing ever happened to me is accepting Christ in my life, being born again. I thank God every day. And that's why I'm just so full of purpose in my life because I, I recognize what he's done for me. If you want to accept him in your life, say this to me real quickly. Say, Lord Jesus, I open the door to my heart and invite you into my life to be my Lord and my Savior. Take the throne of my life and use me as your instrument. Amen. If you said that heaven is rejoicing with you, we have a free book we'd like to give you at the bottom of the screen. There's a text number that you can text and we have a couple of free books we'd like to give you. We'd like to be able to also uh, to be a prayer partner with you. So give us some information and we'll, we'll get right back with you. And uh, thank you for being a part of this broadcast. If you, you would, we would love for you to give and to be able to support and help us to do what God's called us to do. It's big. You know what God does? He brings partners and friends that will come alongside to help the vision of a man of God or woman of God to do what God called him to do. Thank you for being a part of, of giving and connecting with us. And let me just pray with all of you that are at the bottom of your screen is how you can give right there. Uh, text to give, text to give, 916-970-7900. Father, I pray for every giver that your hand will be upon them for the anointing of increase. And then not only for increase, but I speak that your goodness and your glory will be seen upon their finances, upon their every endeavor in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, thank you for your generosity and giving. When you give into this ministry, you're giving into a lot of other people's lives. You're making a big difference. Okay, we'd love for you to text. Uh, we'd love for you to share this. Uh, we'd love for you to be able to push the like button or to get connected with us. Uh, subscribe because you're connecting with us. We are being able to 
help you to move your life forward because there's other people that need to hear what you heard today. Believe me, share it with somebody else. Subscribe. Love you. Remember this, that the word works when you work the word. Thank you for joining us today. Be sure to share this podcast with a friend. And if you're in the Sacramento area, we invite you to join us for service on Sundays at 7.30 a.m., 11.30 a.m., and 6 p.m., or on Wednesdays at 6.30 p.m. Until next time, stay positioned to win.